Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show that teaches you about living your best life. Excited to be here today. I've been traveling and I actually have met a lot of our listeners recently and got such beautiful feedback on the show. It made me feel so good. So you know who you are if you're listening. Thank you so much for letting us know that what we're doing makes a difference. Uh, Radio is an interesting medium. eh? I've got Melissa here with me. It's an interesting thing because a lot of the stuff we do, A, at the center is we're in front of people. Sorry, that's the Canadian in me. Um, We're in front of people, so we get an immediate, like, idea because if they have a straight face, we know they don't like it. If they have, like, a good face, we know they like it. With radio, it's like faith. You have to, like, operate from a position of faith. You don't know if people are listening or how they like it. Yeah, because you don't get that feedback or body language, you know, so you just have to hope that it... uh, that people are listening so thank you so much yeah we really thank you honestly I'm just like with a renewed amount of energy because of this feedback people were telling me that um, that it does help them to work on living their best life and I've got Melissa Henley here today Um, you know her she's a therapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety Depression an incredible therapist and the entire team is made up of people who really have dedicated their lives to helping people live their best life so um, before we get into it I just want to tell you about our topic and invite you you also to join the conversation so you're listening to the show i know generally people are shy to call in but if you want to ask a question get some free advice from two therapists one 472 5792 it would be our pleasure if that makes you uncomfortable and you prefer to um, send an email info at helpforanxietydepression.com info at helpforanxietydepression.com or you can always text us at 514-796-4357 one of my favorite topics comes up all the time but we're going to hit it from a different angle and I find it very interesting because just in one given day it has come up over and over again for me personally and professionally which is relationships Mm -hmm. relationships is a huge topic because we're all in relationships be it with a boss be it with a friend be it with a roommate and be it with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife whoever and yet always say this we don't get a rule book on relationships Mm -hmm. and the cool thing about the time we're living in now Melissa is that now we have a lot of science so we do have Mm -hmm. a bit of a rule book so I know when we talked about doing the show I asked you what do you think we should do it on and we talked about doing a toolbox what would be in a toolbox to have a good relationship Mm -hmm. and that's a topic you thought was important so first of all Melissa Henley top I, I always refer to you incorrectly certified counselor is the correct terminology correct for you yeah and I to me the title is so irrelevant because I'm in awe of you she's like super young and she's brilliant it's a little scary for the older ones she's amazing and you know someone was asking me today Melissa how each therapist joined and counselor joined the team and I'm telling you the universe guided it because I don't even know how we ended up meeting how it ended up happening oh yes you wrote to me but you have been such a breath of fresh air for so many people at the clinic and I think that 
you represent, because of your youth, you represent a generation that's growing up with a lot of new rules about relationships that my generation didn't have. I know I'm sounding really old, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It is true. And isn't it, what's it like for a young woman like yourself, before you teach other people, to yourself have so much more knowledge about relationships? That's really probably my first question of the day. Yeah. I find that, uh, like, I love talking about this topic, because you're right, no matter who we're in a relationship with, um, even if sometimes people don't want to be in a relationship, but we, we, we have relationships whether it be people on our volleyball team or people Mm. on our soccer team or boss at work so we do have these relationships and uh, it's really helped me in my own personal life and um, so that has been really helpful but I find too with everything in our generations and and the younger people that with Facebook and social media that you know, we see everyone else being super happy and in love, and uh, and that can cause a lot of anxiety or stress if if we don't feel that way. So, do you think your ge- generation or like the younger people, if you will, are expecting more or less out of relationships before we get into a toolbox? I'm just curious. It just hit me that we're in a different age group. Yes. And I think that I'm going to tell you why I asked that question after you answer it. Yeah. Do you think your age group expects more out of relationships or less than previous generations? That's a good question. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious would, your thoughts. I would think probably more because, again, we, we compare ourselves to a lot of other relationships or we have this idea, which we'll talk about in more details, about this fantasy of how the relationship mm. should be. And so I find that we place a lot of stress and importance on that. Um, and especially, you know, that there's this... Um, idea that you know age and you know you're getting into your 30s and you're supposed to find your partner and you're supposed to be getting married and there's a lot of pressure there you know even though times have evolved and changed but that there's still this pressure that at a certain age you have to be at these life steps and when people such a good point and when people are not at those life steps that's when that depression and anxiety can definitely fit in but what 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 are your opinions you know this is what I want to say is that, you know, I always go to the experts. And so one of, there's about four or five top experts in the world on relationships. And one of them is yes. Dr. John Gottman. Yes. And when I was a young therapist, much like you, I went to see him speak. And he said that, in and this is a very important line, I want everyone to take this in, that people who expect more in relationships do better mm. than people who expect little. Mm-hmm. And we're often told, lower your expectations, you expect too much. Actually expecting a lot in your relationship will bring you a really great relationship it's hard yes but you have expecting little is not good it's not reaching for the stars i mean this show is all about reaching for the stars everything i do that's a very big thing so you should not possibly be telling yourself well you know i just have to settle now that doesn't mean you don't choose your battles yeah so i'm going to segue into the phone calls today because uh, there were a few people that mm-hmm. called me to and there are a few things that came up mm-hmm. and i want to put them we're going to talk about the toolbox what you need to be yes. in a healthy relationship and we're going to talk about i know you're excited to talk about the fantasy that we yeah. have one of you my know. new favorite topics and <laughs> uh, that's actually what when i wrote the cinderella book that's yeah, what it's about how cinderella true. grew up and became a happy empowered woman because like i watched those fairy tales and life is nothing like that so that's i'm true. with you But I also wondered, I felt these two phone calls today were very telling. One call I got was from somebody who felt that they're not sure if they're in a relationship. I thought that was very interesting. Mm. And I have a Mm -hmm. comment on that, and I'm curious your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, I think that if it's not clear if you're in a relationship, that is obviously a huge problem. But let me go further than that. I think that as women often, not always women, but often women, we're afraid to ask our partner, like, is this a relationship? Is this a committed um, uh, fidelity relationship? And I think that's odd. 
Because if you went and got a job, you would ask what your salary is going to be. You would ask if I'm going to fire you in a week or two. Mm -hmm. You'd want to know that. You sign a contract. Mm -hmm. How come with our hearts and our bodies, Mm -hmm. we're shy to ask that question? Mm -hmm. And do you agree that it's like, it's definitely like a normal question to say like, hey, are we serious? Like, do we have something here? Yeah. And I definitely see that in a lot of my clients. But again, this fear of of clarifying the roles and clarifying what what is this relationship? And so either we're scared we're going to push the other person away or scared of this this idea that we're going to uh, be seem too needy or too you know so it's all these judgments that we place on ourselves that that block us from getting what we want and unfortunately then we might be settling for things that are not okay brilliance so true and so if we talk about because you're hitting something very important so if we talk about the fear why someone would be afraid because people are afraid I hear this all the time like they're afraid to say like for example in your age group you're talking about people there's pressure about marriage so if I'm a young woman I'm 30 let's say okay and I'm dating someone for a while I hear a lot and this may be related to the question about are we in a relationship or not but even to say like I remember though this question like do you have a plan for us like are we moving towards the road towards marriage a lot of women will tell me I'm scared to say that because that will scare them away yeah what's that all about that fear because that doesn't make sense to me no and what's the fear about well, the fear, again, is about push, pushing the other person away. But also maybe it, it's because then we start to lose ourselves in that relationship. And then and then uh, we're really scared to ask for what we want and what we need. But um, why do you think this, this comes up in the relationship? Well, I think that relationship is, is very valued. It's very valued. Yeah. And I think that you're, you've got a really good point there that you start to lose yourself because it starts to be that the having some a little snippet of a relationship is better than having no relationship. Yes. So- and on Straight Talk, I'd like to submit to you that that, as the older woman, um, is not true because actually that's the beginning of the end. So when you're afraid to ask for what you need, you're already starting to, as you well said, disappear. Mm-hmm. You start to not exist. So you want to love someone but love yourself more. Mm-hmm. And with the right person, would you agree that if you said, listen, I'm really into you, but like I'm looking for marriage, I'm looking for a serious yeah. relationship, I'm looking to have a child in the next five years, yeah. that the person would not run away. They, yeah. they might negotiate with you. Yeah. But if it was a healthy relationship, that would not cause them to run away, right? And, yeah. And what I tell my clients is that if, if it would cause them to run away, wouldn't you want to know now? Yes. Before you invest further. Before you invest further. Good and, point. And, you know, as humans, we're really complicated. And, and so we have this urge this this need to be revealed and the need to be honest with ourselves but we also are very scared and that's why the masks start to come up uh, because we're really scared to reveal our true self and what we really want and what we need and so we're afraid of either being too expressive or we're we're scared to be not expressive enough we're scared to be too assertive we're scared to be not assertive enough too friendly not friendly enough and so it's like we flip-flop between um our our desire to reveal our true needs and wants but we also have the desire to protect ourselves and i think a lot of people then not say anything or settle to as a way to protect ourselves from this fear of being rejected i think that's true and i but however those needs don't go away and i think that there is a shame that we feel for asking for what we need and it's part of the toolbox isn't it to sort of desire that you know you're allowed to have your needs um, they may have to be negotiated. So if you go to a partner and say, look, I'm looking for marriage and the partner might say, well, I don't want to get married for 10 years. You know, that's something you may have to talk about. But 
um, to to not even be willing to negotiate on that. I mean, I've had that at the couple retreats where one mm. wants to get married and one doesn't believe in the institution of marriage. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's done anything wrong there, but I think that's a serious thing that has to be negotiated, whether yeah. if someone believes in marriage and someone doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other person I spoke to today, which I thought was really interesting, is the concept of um, when the dynamics in a relationship where one person is sort of controlling and the other Mm -hmm. person's become passive and then the passive person decides to want to take back some of the control but the other person has no interest in giving back the control like what's going on there and what's that all about yeah I think too that the, I see that a lot too and I think that that ties into this um, well first we, we try to control things and then we start to over like you talk about this a lot but we tend to overcompensate in, in our lives and then that teaches our partner that they don't have to put in as much so they start to undercompensate so it's yeah. like already now this dynamic has been created and when one tries to do something different it stirs the pot and so I, I think this goes back to my idea is that sometimes we hold on to this idea of, of a fantasy to see of a relationship that mm. we always try to to assume that we want the per like we try to make our partners into who we want them to be and not who they are and um and i think that this ties into that control because you know we might be controlling because it's like a secret wish that you know if we are controlling that maybe that they can start to pick up some things or mm. and that's the caretaker side yeah, right that we yeah. wish that they can take up uh and and do more things but unfortunately they don't right such a good point. So true. Um, I think, though, at that point when the dynamics start to get, uh, you know, first of all, we call that in psychology polarized. So when one is controlling and one is passive or one is, as you said, over-functioning and one is under-functioning, yeah. it's a polarized relationship. And in psychology, polarized relationships are doomed. Yeah. So there can't be, so, you know, on I, I know, let's make it a little bit more personal so people can relate. I'm definitely a bit of an over-functioner. Yeah. There's no question I like to get things done. Yeah. And early in my relationship, I would take care of everything. But then, of course, I'd give you resentful yes. when he wasn't stepping up. So it doesn't work. So I had to let go of some of that control. Yeah. But again, you need a communication to have that, mm-hmm. to work those things out, don't you? Yeah, communication is always important. And that's part of the piece of the toolbox is learning how to, how to first understand these emotions because a lot a lot of times I communicate things, but I'm not really clear about what I'm feeling. And so it comes out really confused and messy and mm. and I'm frustrated even more because the person doesn't understand what I'm feeling, but yeah, I don't understand what I'm feeling. So it's really important to first try to acknowledge what what you're feeling and what, why this is upsetting you and, and also understand your role that you're contributing to this so that then um, you can communicate these feelings at a softer level to your partner. So, so to review, and I think that we're starting, we really are starting the toolbox now to review now, first of all, you have to sit with yourself and decide what do you want out of a relationship? Do you want a committed relationship? Do you want an open relationship? Do you want marriage? Do you want children? And I think that you have to get okay with that before you start the dance with someone else and not feel that sense of shame for asking for what you need. And so if the relationship is undefined, that's problematic because it's subject to so many possible uh, misunderstandings and so much fights so much conflict right um and yes you have to also acknowledge that if you tell someone i'm looking for marriage and they say i'm not you have a decision to make so that's why people avoid it but like you said it's you better to find out sooner rather than later so that's step one and i think step two what you just um really well explained was the communication then is you have to be clear on 
what is it that's bothering you or mm-hmm. what you need in the relationship to be mm-hmm. able to move to the next level. I think that's, you know, we're going to take a break in a, in a couple of seconds, but I think that brings up where we're going to go when we come back from the break, which is that that means that we're going to end up having some disagreements. And you see, that is part of the fear mm-hmm. is the first like beginning of the relationship is very fantasy-ish. So there's no disagreements. He completes me. He's finishing my sentences. You know, two years later, he's interrupting me. He's mm-hmm. not letting me speak. It changes a bit. Mm-hmm. But at first, it feels so wonderful. And when you suddenly are annoyed, mm-hmm. you feel like, I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. But actually rocking the boat is communication. Yeah. It's an important piece, isn't it? It is. It is. Because you don't want to rock the boat and you want to avoid it. But I guarantee you it's going to come out some other way. <laughs> so it, 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 you are creating it anyways the conflict but in maybe because he didn't do the dishes or something else right so because anger doesn't disappear no it'll it'll find a way to come out right okay so interesting so we're going to come back and we're going to talk about different communication styles i know that you have um a list here that you want to talk about where people can talk and good ways and bad ways as far as the communication styles and also I know you're very passionate, Melissa, about talking about the dangers of the fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about the dangers of the fantasy. You know, as I said, I wrote a book on this topic. I myself Mm -hmm. grew up with a lot of romantic fantasy. I was very, very romantic. And I, I use the past tense. It's not that I'm not romantic, but I, if things didn't work out exactly the way things should look in a movie, be it my birthday, be it New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. I was distraught, Melissa. Has that ever happened to you, by yes, the way? Yes. Distraught. Yeah. I'm not proud, but I'm admitting it. So we're going to take a break. Think about in your life how many times romantic fantasy comes to get you. And keep in mind that in the movies, they never show the couples fighting or shaving their armpits. They don't show you real life. They show you them sailing into the sunset. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen to you? Join the conversation. Give us a call at one 472 5792 We'll be right back with the amazingly brilliant Melissa Henley on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we are back. Um, You know, I was talking to Melissa on the break, and it really hits me that we've got a lot to talk about um, before we go any further, though, it's always important to me to give a special thank you to Spominary, our sponsor. Uh, if you're in Montreal listening to this and you want to take some time for yourself, a massage, a, a makeover, um, a facial, uh, which is always so good for your own personal spirit, please call them at 514-695-5040. And if you mention Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, you will get 15% off. Again, 514-695-5040. Okay, I told Melissa there's two things I really want to get to here right now. The first one is going to be the fantasy. And just as a teaser, we're going to get to, we didn't quite finish, we realized, is if you're in a relationship and you're looking for the commitment to go to the next level, but you're uncomfortable with that, what do you do? So we're going to get to that. But first... What is it about the fantasy that has mm-hmm. gotten you excited? Like, mm-hmm. you want to talk about that, mm-hmm. I can tell. <laughs> what is it? Well, it's just a lot of times in relationships that, you know, I often hear people say that, you know, why, you know, he should be able to do this or he should be able to put away the dishes or he should yeah. be able to, to um, I don't know, what's a good example? He should re- remember to bring me flowers. Yeah, remember to bring me flowers. And, and he should know to talk to me more often. Yeah, right? and he should know that when I'm upset, this is what I need, right? Yes. So we often we often place pump these... up my birthday. Yeah. Sorry, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but we often place these should statements on our relationship, and although that's what we would do for the person, right? Right. It's not necessarily that they would do that for right. us. And then we get hooked up on this idea that you know if if. I, if I want this, he should know, he should mind read or she should mind read, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get hooked up on this idea and this fancy. And then we're starting to treat the relationship and trying to change the person to become who we want them to be and not who they are. And this takes them away. And so if we're not feeling heard, like if the other person, let's look at the other person's point of view. If I'm trying to change you to how I want you to be, how is that other person going to feel? The person who's going to be like me? Yeah, like if I was trying to change you into a person that I wanted you to be. It would make me feel like you don't like who I currently am. Yeah, so I'm sending you a very negative message. Right. And of course you're going to get frustrated. And And dig my heels. And dig your heels. Yeah. And so that's when you might even do more, like rebellion can get Mm -hmm. in and you might even do more the opposite, Mm. right? And now Mm. you're frustrated and and then a lot of my people that I see say, well, I, I don't understand why he or she wants a divorce. And and so, and it's, it goes back, well, if we start to divorce our own feelings 
towards the towards the person, right? If we don't accept the person for who they are. Now, of course, if it's an abusive relationship, we want to make sure that we get safety first. But if if it's a relationship and we're not accepting them for who they are, you know, if my boyfriend wants to play video games or do something, I have to, you know, I can communicate that, you know, I'd, I'd like to do something else. But, you know, if I go, well, he should, you know, spend time with me and watch the show that I want, you know, well, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I think that's that's a fair point, and I think that I would add on to it that there's then the flip side of that is you know I'm gonna just accept anything you play video games five hours a day that's fine with me, and I think that's dangerous yes. too. So I it, think it, we have to negotiate. Perfect, because yeah. that, that's I 100% agree. Because then we can flip. It can go to two extremes. It's yeah. either the all or that's nothing. That's the passive again. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm supposed to accept my husband as he is, yeah. so he can you know watch football 24/7 yeah. and. I'll just put my needs to the side, which yep. was the beginning of martyrdom. And, you know, like I like to say, I've never met a happy martyr in my life. Yeah. So that's not going to fly. No, it's not. Cause so it's, it's accepting giving- who they are. Like in the football example, like my husband really does love football. So mm-hmm. the football example is to accept that because I grew up with parents who didn't watch sports. And I fell in love with a man who's really into sports. So it was very odd for me. Yeah. So at first I was that woman who was like trying to like, no, that's not good. Yeah. Very bad. Yeah. He's not accepting who they are. Yeah. Very bad. But by the same token, the other person has to accept who you are too. So yes. that's when they go- it's a team sport. It's Relationships a team. is a team sport. So how do we make it work that I honor that you love football, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I become a football widow Mm. for four months or whatever amounts of months they are. We're right in it right now. Okay. How do you negotiate that? So that's, that's, that's an important line there. Very. And I like, and I think that's what comes down to the compromising. And I like what you said the other day is that when, when we start to do, so if we, but we have to communicate that. So we have to communicate that, you know, we need more time, whatever it is. Like maybe I need you to, to take me, out for a date more often right so it's like if if I need to communicate that um then that could be the compromise that okay I can we can have our date but then this night then you're watching football so it does need to have a compromise um but you need to express yourself in that so not passively not not in, okay, so not aggressively but just communicate this ah, is what so that's doing. that's your communication styles not passively not aggressively yeah. assertively Okay, so then I have a question which leads to the second example is, and I've asked it already to you tonight, but I'm going to ask again, is clearly people don't do that, whether it's the football example, whether it's the let's get married example, what stops them? Mm -hmm. What is that all about? Why do people, I mean, I know the answer, but I'm curious your Mm -hmm. thoughts on it, because we don't ask for what we need. Now, partly Mm -hmm. it's because of the fantasy, he should know. Yes. Okay. Know and but it, what and if it's something you really like? It's really they. He, he, first of all, I'm telling you all, if you're listening, he doesn't know. So forget this example. Forget the idea that he should know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know because he's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not you. Nobody knows. You don't know what I need, and I don't know what you need unless we speak. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to with this idea that the, it's the fantasy. You know, if if the person patiently waits. Oh God! Then it's this idea that then things would change, and that maybe one day it'll happen. And I but, think that's really dangerous, if yeah. I dare say so myself. Yeah, because then I, what we see is that people are just waiting, waiting, and then resentment, resentment, resentment. And I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Why would you be? You know, is this possibly the thing that I hear often from people that if I have to tell him 
It doesn't have the same value. Mm -hmm. So if I say to my husband, I want to have a romantic date night, it's not as valuable as if he came up with it on his own because that fantasy too, I used to have that also. It doesn't count. Or if I tell him I'd like to be married by in two years from now, it's not as romantic as if he came to that on his own. But then again, it goes back to your fairy tale. That yes. This, this knight in shining yes. has to come in and surprise us and it has to be this big thing. And, and Can't they still surprise us once you put your knee down also? They, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and there's something you want in the relationship, and I know a couple of people I spoke to today, and that's just a couple of people, but we met a lot of people this week at the lecture yes. series in Montreal here, and there's things people really crave, but they're afraid, afraid to, to say, for, say what they need. Yeah. What is the worst that could happen if you ask for what you need? Yeah. I'm really curious. I mean, I remember, you know, if we're talking about commitment, I remember, you know, I, my husband and I got together and I remember at that point in my life, I felt like, like it was, I was old enough that I felt like I'm, I'm not really like, I'm not looking for casual dating. And I felt like at this point in my life, I was looking definitely for it to eventually move towards a commitment. And then at one point I started to feel I'd like to have a child. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that my husband needed to be pushed, but I think that me saying like, this is the timeline and the idea of how I would like to see things go. How does that sit with you? I Mm -hmm. certainly think it actually made him feel safer and clearer. And he was able to say, Hey, sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, that worked out for me, Mm -hmm. but I think my husband and many partners, women and men, are naturally avoidant. I think Mm -hmm. he was very in love with me, but I don't think he would have necessarily taken that step because like, he he might not have gone around to it, and mm-hmm. I don't. I think this comes to entitlement as a woman, mm-hmm. or as whoever's listening, a male or a female, mm-hmm. to be able to believe that you're entitled to get what you want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Says the older woman here. I, what do you think, Melissa? No, it's true, and 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 we have to, you know, we have to believe in ourselves that that we deserve this, and we deserve to ask for what we want, and uh, and that's what can be really challenging, and and when we don't know also to how to communicate it so that could be a next step is how do we bring this up right right well it depends what we're talking about i mean you know it's i would call this a relationship talk yeah you know having a relationship talk like and i think that's a great question because when i have a relationship talk now and i keep referring to myself as older what i mean by that is i've been around like i've been in this relationship for a while and still to this day that to this day, there's issues that come up. I mean, I'm married, I have kids, so I'm not having that talk anymore. Mm-hmm. But there's other talks that come up. So I definitely, my advice would be to start with something like, you know, start with a nice, friendly environment. Mm-hmm. We do it often at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Those people who know me know that I'm big on coffee shops. Yeah. And we start with sort of a pleasant moment. And then I go, there's something I need to talk to you about. There's something that I'm mm-hmm. a little concerned about. And can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. Is this a good time for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's no attack on the person. So if we were talking about commitment, it would be like, you know, I'm feeling so happy in this relationship and it's going so well. And I'm thinking like I'm excited to spend the rest of my life with you and marriage is really important to me. Is it important to you? Yeah, I just, you know, I think that's 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 the hardest example or one of the hardest and babies is another one i think keeping it quiet does you no service it's true because oftentimes and the dangers of this is that if they're not committing or you know whether it's your first dating or whether it's a new relationship or a friendship or again when we talked about clarifying what what this is you know i find that a lot of times we interpret other people's behaviors so if they're not committing to whatever you need and they're not 
because um, they don't know yet, but once you communicated it, but we're scared that we're interpreting as, it, as if they don't care or they don't care enough or that maybe I'm not good enough or so these interpretations start to come up. And so that's almost why, too, we're afraid to say it or to ask what this is, because we're scared that that proves that very insecure thought that we're not good enough. I think you've really hit something big there. Mm hmm. So that's the primal fear. The fear. And we're not worth it. That we're not worth it and that we're not good enough. And we're scared that this conversation is going to prove that. But we, and so we avoid, right? Okay. So the dangers of the avoidance. Yes. What are the dangers? Dangers. Like we said before, I think resentment starts to build up and a lot of inter- misinterpretations can be resulted like if I sit down maybe I'll be really surprised about the conversation that's going to come out in my head I'm scared and I'm avoiding it but you know um, that maybe that maybe it'll go really well Mm. so in our toolbox of relationships having difficult conversations is need that in the toolbox right yes we need that the ability how do we learn Melissa to like to have a difficult conversation. How, how do we learn that? Well, I think first it comes up to, for for, for what I would suggest was to, to try, and if, if you're misinterpreting, is to try and challenge those thoughts first. Because now we're going into mind reading and we're fortune telling how things are going to go and we don't know yet, right? Yeah. And so we have to... Because that's our own wounds. If we if we're avoiding it because we don't feel good enough, or that we're scared that it it'll prove that he or she doesn't care, we have to go and heal those wounds first um, to reassure ourselves that you know I matter. No matter how the conversation ends, mm, I love that. I matter. Say that again. That I matter, no matter how the conversation goes. Yeah, right? and my needs matter. And my needs matter. And Aww. again, it goes back to, wouldn't you want to know now, versus later on? Right, and you don't want that resentment pouring into your body. No. It's almost like a bit of a boundary, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's what are your boundaries? So I'm just about to leave for the women's weekend that I do. And it's always a topic for the women. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it so many times, but boundaries are so challenging for Very us. Challenging. And we're so afraid to put down some laws. But yet the policemen put down laws. Like, what would society be like without laws? But then, see, I also think that we have fantasies about ourselves. So we have fantasies that we have to be the nice, oh, perfect. <laughs> Oh my goodness. (laughs) But we have fantasies of how we want other people to see us. Okay, so this brings up a point that is in the Cinderella book, actually, and is that respect. Mm -hmm. Two points that I'm very big on Sandraisms respect is not negotiable, and love without respect, and I repeat, love without respect will die. What does that mean to you when I say that as my young therapist colleague? Mm -hmm. Love without respect will die. Well, just I think that goes to back to if we don't respect each other, like the foundation has to be honesty and and respect for each other. And, and it, if it comes out in a very different, diff, nasty way of communicating, then then where can you go from that? If you're destroying the other person and making them feel small, where, where can you go from that? Right. So that would mean just to in practical terms, that would mean that if your partner or you goes to the other person and says, here's a need I have, like, can we talk about it? And the other person goes, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. You're being too sensitive. Um, get over it. That's a bad need. That's being disrespectful. Yes. And we don't feel safe and secure in that relationship. I wish I knew that when I was a young woman because I was big on love. So if somebody told me you're being too sensitive, I kind of assumed I was. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's a very strange statement because to be too sensitive could easily be construed that the other person is being too insensitive. Who says? Yeah. Who's who's being yeah. 
it's insensitive true. who's being sensitive. And the thing is, your need is your need is your need. And I think what I've really learned is that you cannot apologize for who you are. No. So you could be open to negotiation, though. Yes. It doesn't mean... So your emotions are just signals, right? So in, Yes. They're, they're, they're just, I hit her. <laughs> so emotions are just signals. And, and whether they're right or wrong, or you have to test them out first. They're just important information. It doesn't mean that they're facts. It doesn't mean that they're the truth, but uh, they're just so. information. And so we need to test out, like, how do we know if something, if that information, like, we need to test it out in order to understand if it is um, valid or, you know, but, like, I loved how you said that, too. Our emotions sometimes are irrational, and they're not, they Actually, don't, emotions, by definition, are irrational. Yeah, and they don't make sense. But They're not supposed to. No. and But they're just very important information. So we need to use that information to our advantage versus letting us be either suppressed and, and more passive and then letting go of our needs. Well, I, you know, first of all, I think that, that emotions not being rational, the point of that is that I think that people try to take emotions and try to put them into a logical equation and that they sometimes do that against you to say you're making no sense. But again, any emotion is, doesn't fit into a logical equation. And I think that your understanding of emotions, like you spoke this week at the lecture series and may I say how incredibly brilliant you were Thank you. and the audience was just like eating it up because you talked about emotions being signals. And I, you know, I love that because they're your, they're your guidance system. You mm-hmm. must listen to them mm-hmm. if they're telling you something now, but that doesn't mean that there's no room for negotiation. Again, in practical terms, if I go to my partner and say, I need more time together, and he says, how much time? And I go, every night. He might say, well, that's too much time for me. Yeah. Okay. So then comes, that's the mutual respect. Because I'm scared if people listen to this, they go from one extreme to the other. They go from being passive to being overly entitled. Like, I heard on Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, I'm allowed to express my emotions. So you need to do what I want. Yes. No. No. Any extremes, the all or nothing, any extremes are very, very dangerous. We want to stay somewhere in the gray zone, in the middle. We're going to take a break. But, you know, I have one teaser question for you. Melissa, in a sentence, someone who has a need right now, be it a further commitment, uh, be it more time together, whatever, and is really too afraid to ask for it. Do you have a sentence of advice for that person? Afraid to ask for what they want? Yeah. Is just, They're afraid of fallout. Yeah, like I said, just trying to un- like give yourself, if, if you can't get it from that person, right, or you're scared to, just try to give that to yourself. Understand what your emotions are. And it's almost as if you're talking to a child. You would never tell that little girl or little boy that they don't matter and that they're not worth saying something. So just try to reassure yourself and, um, and, and kind of be your own cheerleader. So we're moving to the direction of being able to speak to the other person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Street Talk with Sandra Reach. We're discussing relationships with Melissa Hindley. And um, where are we going to from on this other side of the break? How to feel safe and secure in our relationships. Such an important topic. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we are back on Straight Talk. A lot to talk about, and uh, we sort of said we were going to come back and talk a little bit more about emotions. And I just want to, before we go any further, if you're in the Montreal area, I do want to mention that you are going to be running a group on emotions, mindfulness, and anxiety. Yeah. I feel like you should say a few words about that. Yes. So, you know, life is so fast-paced and there's a lot of things going on. But um, one way that we can definitely use our emotions to our advantage, like I keep referring to that and learning how to, what to do with our, because, again, we're not taught what to do with our emotions. We're not, we're not taught, um, you know, this is what you do with anger. This is what you do with sadness. So um, my group, we're, what we're going to be doing is learning to understand our emotions using mindfulness. And also that's a, it's an excellent way to, to not let these emotions take over and control us. So we're in control. That's an important point because that's another thing. Emotions are our guidance system, but we sometimes have to calm down before we have a conversation with someone. So how does mindfulness play a role in my relationship? 
Yeah, so it's definitely about understanding what you're going through, labeling, recognizing. Every emotion has a physiological response, meaning my body's going to react. So if um, if I'm feeling anxious, my heart's going to start palpitating. So these, again, these are all important information, but mindfulness will help me be in the present moment, will help me to uh, guide my, use uh, techniques to help um, calm the emotions down so that they're not controlling us, um, helping us not to judge our emotions, right? Not not to judge our thoughts and just not not getting too caught up onto a negative thought. Sometimes we can let those negative thoughts just uh, ruminate, and then a lot of times uh, we think that in bed, right before we're going to sleep, good time to have a good a time to have these negative thoughts rolling oh my around. God, the worst <laughs> fights in my marriage have been when I had those kinds of conversations. Had to yeah. learn that the hard way, and then we're losing. So mindfulness so helps to slow it down and slow think. it down and think. Use techniques and what so I like. Need, yeah, sir, go ahead. What I like about this group is that it's very practical. That it's talking is very important, but there's also very skills and and uh, that you can use to help. Uh, to regulate these emotions. So you can contact us if you're interested in the group um, through the Facebook page or you can call us at 514-777-4530. Let's continue in the discussion um, in terms of what, I, I really like this idea you'd brought up on the break to me of how do we decide what we want in a partner to begin with. I think that's a good idea to have an idea of what you want before you sort of start out in the world of love. Yeah. And, and even if you're already in a relationship, it's a good idea to know what you want because you can't have everything. So no, you have to be clear. You have to be clear. And and it sounds silly, but even if we even if we just try to create a list of like things qualities that you admire that you like um you know qualities that you dislike or i call them kind of red or green flags so you know just trying to have an idea of what's important to you and and not to say that you know if you meet someone and they're like you know totally again you know like Mm -hmm. if, if it's important to you to meet someone of a i don't know like a certain like if you meet someone that that doesn't fit the like let's say you're like oh I, it's really important to me to meet someone that plays sports and then you you have someone that you're meeting someone that doesn't play sports not you know it, it to recognize that that's important to you but it's not a dead end deal well I, I think that's really important actually because when i ask people to make a list yeah i really ask them to order it because people say i want it to be tall i'm talking to women now yeah. tall dark handsome rich this uh, and i say okay well where's loyalty yeah. And where's, you know, reliability, <laughs> you know? So then they say, oh, that's important too. I go, well, then you need, that needs to be higher up on the list. Yeah. Okay. Because you, if someone doesn't play sports, you can negotiate a little bit more than if someone's not loyal to you. But I think we don't take the time to realize that's so important. And I think that the first time you go on a date with someone and they cancel and didn't let you know or didn't call and didn't show up, that unfortunately is your first warning bell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about reliability. If reliability is important to you, and it sure is important to me. Yeah. And then sometimes we, we latch on again to this idea that, well, you know, we, we give too many excuses or mm-hmm. we latch on the idea, well, I really want a relationship. And so I'm going to settle for anyone at this point. Um, then we can get caught into a really bad uh negative cycle because then what message are we sending if we accept this what message are we sending to them oh a message that we're really like i like to say like a a i call it instead being a diamond being a zircon i use that example because diamonds cost a lot of money you don't have to be into diamonds but we tend to when something costs a lot of money we treat it with care and value like it's something special and when we start to negotiate ourselves we become like the dollar store zircon earrings that you tend to let fly on your floor and it doesn't really make sense because they look the same but you don't treat them the same we value as humans what we work for 
We I definitely want people to hear that. We value what we work for. It's an adaptive quality. Um, there's no question when you go back to hunters gatherers that when men went out to hunt, yeah. it took all day yeah. and it was a big hunt. And that was like, that's really, they got a lot of vitamins from that. Like, uh, here I am with my my hunt. And when men or women watch sports, it's very similar to that hunt. You're mm. following a puck on the, yeah. the hockey rink and so on and so forth. So we value what we work for. If we don't work for something, we tend not to value it, which is why we often hear very nice men mm. and nice women, mm. quote unquote, ending up feeling like they were not treated well. Yeah. So it's not to say you you won't be nice, but yeah. you definitely want to be diamondish. Yeah, as yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, it goes back to our idea that well, I you know if I say something, I'm gonna be considered. Not you can say nice. it on the show. Not very show. nice word. You can say the word on the um, show. And if and if I don't say anything, then again, you're sending a very negative message. So I would just try to be curious first, without going into assumptions. You know, if you're meeting someone the first time and that they, uh, um, that they, uh, they, they stood you up or that they, you know, didn't, uh, you know, they canceled last minute or whatever the case may be, but. Uh, you know, just to try to be curious about it. And I think that that's what I love about your couple retreats is that you definitely, you go through the communication styles and how to how to balance this um, this kind of the need to, to communicate and put your needs first and, and the compromising. Yes, well, actually, the next one I'm going to in Mexico, it's coming up soon, it's in November for anyone who's interested, but I really do the work of John Gottman and I, I don't know how familiar you are with the Four Horsemen. Yes. I want to mention them right now because yes. the Four Horsemen are... Um, predictors of divorce, over a 90% predictor of divorce in a relationship if you're doing these things during an argument. They are defensiveness, um, contempt, Mm -hmm. stonewalling, and criticism. Mm. So when you're having that difficult discussion, if one of you is rolling your eyes or one of you is walking away or you're just like, you know, going after the person, like you're just insensitive, you're unkind, you're this, you're that. These things predict divorce more than the fight itself. Fighting does not predict divorce. So we're going to get into that at the couple retreat. And we definitely want people, even if you're not coming to couple retreat, to understand that that is not a communication style that's going to work for you. Yeah. So we have to learn how to fight fairly and not yeah. do those kinds of things. And I like to how you say um, that it's not, it's not the fighting that's the issue. It's how you're fighting. Yes. As a matter of fact, couples who don't fight have an even worse statistic. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that. Yeah. Uh, fighting is still connecting. When you stop fighting, there's not really much of a connection going on at all. So mm-hmm. if you're fighting, it's not over. And that's more good news I want to get out there is my clients know or when people show up to see me, I say, you got to earn your way out of a relationship. You're not out yet. Meaning, if you're still fighting, there's still something between you guys. And that's a good thing. But we got to find a better way of dealing with yeah. it. And so that's also a lot of Gottman's work that I teach. And you probably do, too, is teaching people to build something called love maps mm-hmm. and a concept called soft startup, um, where you have a conversation with someone and you start in a soft way, not an aggressive way, but still firm and assertive. Mm-hmm. You can do both. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what else do you think is, you know, it, what do you think leads to all this anxiety? and depression and pitfalls in relationships like I know you came here with some serious stuff you wanted to say on the radio some the mic is in front of you go girl go yeah well definitely the communication style so if we talked about you know you you mentioned stonewalling so this is when um in a in a conversation in a in a conflict when the person's fighting and uh, the person just it, it literally becomes a stone wall like or they walk <laughs> away right and this is very this can be very rejecting um but also really Beyond. damaging 
and abandoning almost. abandoning yes yeah. and that's what i was going to ask you what why is this so damaging oh it's, it's actually one of, of all the four horsemen it's the worst one because it's taking all control away from the other person mm. so you're talking to someone and they refuse to talk to you not to mention that it's combined with contempt and contempt i don't know if we think about contempt is disgust mm. so you're now showing the person you love that they disgust you mm-hmm. there's almost in a way mm-hmm. i don't want to say there's no coming back from that but some damage has incurred mm-hmm. you don't want to look at your partner ever with disgust so yes they're triggering you and yes they're making you feel bad that's okay you're annoyed mm-hmm. but stonewalling and refusing to have a conversation how about instead taking a break and saying, you know what, I can't deal right now. It's too rough what you're saying and I'm feeling a lot. I feel like I might say something I'm going to regret. Yeah. Let's take a break for a half hour and let's meet up in a half hour again. Yeah. And this technique is even referred to as you're, you're putting it in the parking lot, meaning you're parking oh, your I car. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that expression. No. Yeah. So you're putting your, your car in the parking lot and you're going to come back to it, right? We're not going to oh, leave really? our car So put this argument in the parking lot that you do, like, I'm the type of person that when I fight, I need it resolved now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, now, yesterday. Probably. Oh, I love that. Now. I'm so glad to hear you're like that. Yes, I So am. if we ever have a fight, I we'll be it, fine. We'll be fine because oh it'll, it'll never last. And oh, oh, I didn't th- I thought I didn't think you were like that. Oh, Sorry, no, we're having I a moment. It, I need it now, right? Me too. But some people but need... But you tend to be attracted to the opposite. Is your partner opposite? Because mine is. He yes, does not he need it to be... Dis- and no, not only that, he'd prefer to discuss it in three weeks. You know? Yeah. And, and so that's the thing is that I need to respect my need because I don't want to feel abandoned and, and I want to make sure that I don't, you know, as long as I'm reassured that there'll be some resolution, then then I can wait. But when I feel like there's no resolution in sight, that's when I get really So how have you negotiated that in your relationship? Well, that's what I communicate, that I validate him, that I understand, you know, that you, you, need, you space. need space and I respect that. Um, but this, you know, when you, when you ask for space, I need you to communicate that you need space not just take it and also to come back to it come back to your car in the parking lot gosh so well said Mm -hmm. melissa thank you so much again for coming on straight talk Uh, you have so much brilliance uh, so much brilliance and so much to offer and so much to teach people about emotions and relationships. If people do want to reach you, be part of your group or be in touch with you in some way, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, you could call the center at 514-777-4530 uh, or you can email me at Hindley, H-I-N-D-L-E-Y, Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A at gmail.com. Um, I feel like looking at your face, there was a thought you wanted to share before I wrap it up. We're just about out of time very quickly. Last thoughts. Last thoughts is my take home message for today is that once we learn and understand our wounds and our emotions and understanding, put our needs first, that once we have a better relationship with ourselves, then we can have a healthier relationship with other people. Very well said. Thank you so much for coming by and thank joining you. us on Straight Talk. Thank you. Um, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Spa Maneri, for helping to make this show possible. And I'd especially like to thank our listeners for listening to Straight Talk Sandwich and those very kind people who told me yeah, that, that they enjoyed nice. the show. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. I'd like to invite you all to come back next week for another interesting topic. If you're interested in our retreats, therapy, or any of uh, the groups, anything that was mentioned on this show or previous shows, check out helpforanxietydepression.com. You can also receive some cool free gifts if you go to straighttalksandarish.com and add the forward slash radio gifts, and you get all sorts of 
gifts for free, which are cool. Check out the Facebook page, Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Feel free to leave a question for me or any of my guests. And remember to like us while you're there. You can hear this and any uh, prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandareesh.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone, on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. And always feel free to drop me a comment or a question at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Lastly, if you're a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, or living a purposeful life, remember that I am your source for evidence-based practice and education. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and please keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. <laughs>